When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dr. D here, popping in just to tell you about our friendly neighborhood painting gallery. The painting gallery with no name is a friendly painting competition to encourage accountability to your pile of shame. At the end of the season, praise and prizes will be given out as a reward. At the end of the season, the Discord will vote on two winners. These winners will get a prize, and then we'll raffle out additional prizes to the remaining participants. At season end, we'll announce the winners on the show and celebrate one of the best parts of the hobby. This season's theme is a character with flight. MCP, 3D printed, or a Marvel board game, they'll all count as long as they follow that theme. Remember, take a picture of your unpainted or lightly painted model. Then paint the heck out of it. Take four photos of the freshly completed masterpiece and send us all five photos at furypainting at gmail.com by February 6th to submit your entry. Make sure your five pictures have your name on the file so we know where to send the prizes. Good luck and have fun. I speak for everyone when I say we are excited to see what you managed to paint. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate. You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. Like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast devoted to discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Bruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, I'm doing awesome. We're just talking before the show started about getting some live games in this week i'm very excited going mm-hmm. to be trying a new to me team not sure which one yet but <laughs> i'll be i'll be lining up something new uh this weekend and i'm super excited for it yeah some of the most fun in mcp is definitely just trying new teams trying to and then kind of slamming games with them for a while and trying to learn how they tick and how to optimize them i'm excited if you're going to try one of these new teams and lock in for like you said a couple game nights in a row that's pretty fun yeah man you learn something new every t- every every time you go to one of those game nights and play that said new team so yeah it's very exciting and you know we got a lot of new cool new models coming out in the game within the month that's what we're talking about today last episode we did cover blob and pyro which was very exciting and we talked about their all their cards that come with them and the blast we think they're going to bring into the game but today chris we're talking about a lot of cool stuff right <laughs> a lot we're basically continuing our news segment with a separate news segment about a lot of Weapon X individuals, Logan, the Wolverine, Sabretooth, the Apex Predator, and then, of course, 
we finally got gifted the greatest gift of all from Atomic Mass. All these Weapon X spoilers. So now we have an idea what the team is like. We still don't know what the affiliation list for the team is like. You know, we could make some guesses just off the information on these cards. There's several character names on these cards. So we know they're in Weapon X. We're doing a full news update today, deep dive on Weapon X. It's going to be really fun. And I think we just get right to business. Fury's Finest is supported by Discount Games Inc. Go to discountgamesinc.com for all your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. Our patrons support this show, Fury's Finest, at patreon.com slash Finest. If you enjoy this show and would like to join our Discord community, consider supporting us with a monthly contribution. You could join as little as a dollar a month, so roughly $12 a year. And we take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. This week, we want to send a very special shout out to Dustin. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, Dustin, for becoming a patron. Of course, Chris, we cannot do this show without our venture producers, Rusty, Dylan, Nathan, Brian, Rich, and Jason. Thank you, Avengers. Thank you so much. All right, Chris, let's get into our Weapon X news update. Oh, man. Chris, the day's arrived. Something that you and I are very fond of in Marvel. I mean, it should come as no surprise to people. We love the mutants. The sub-affiliation we got of mutants, essentially, you know, with the Weapon X program, it's finally here. We don't have the affiliation list yet, but now we know what Logan the Wolverine's card looks like. We know what Sabretooth's card's like, and we know what these Team Tactics cards look like, and it's looking good. It's looking fun. These look like some very powerful four-threat characters. They both look like uh, they're probably up to snuff with the other powerful four threats. I mean, maybe, I mean, you can min max yeah. it. They're, they're, you know, they're what? B, A, they're somewhere in there. They're, they're good. <laughs> they're, they're in the upper tier, 100% of four threats. Yeah. I would, especially if you learn how to play these characters and hopefully with us exploring them today in the news, not only Chris and I will get a better understanding of how to play them and how they work, but you listening at home will have a better idea of how they play, how they work, and maybe, you know, in a couple of weeks when we get them on the table, you'll be ready. All right, Jesse. It's time to get into it. The moment the two of us have been waiting for. That's right. Let's talk about Logan the Wolverine. James Logan Howlett is his alter ego. Mm. The defense line reads as such four physical, four energy, two mystic. We've got six health on our healthy side, six health on our injured side, threat cost of four, size of two, medium move tool. Love Jesse, to see it. Are you scared? Two I'm not scared. Mystic defense. Nah, not really. Uh, okay. I am very happy about this four energy, though. Classic Wolverine that's currently in the game does not have four energy. And I don't know. Me as an X-Men player, obviously I'm very happy to see four physical and four energy. Let's do these paid flips. Let's do it. But also just four energy helps Logan's durability. Old Logan was bad at Mystic as well, but he was average at energy. So now they've kind of just bumped up his energy. So it's kind of an all-encompassing thing. Mystic's always bad for Logan, but the other defenses are great. And I love the theme of that. Absolutely. It's, it's wonderful, but it's time to get in to the good stuff. Let's talk about some attacks. Our first attack is a physical attack. It is X slash range of three, strength of five, power cost of zero. After the attack is resolved, Logan the Wolverine will gain power equal to the damage dealt. After the attack is resolved, place Logan the Wolverine within range one of the target character 
and on a wild, you will trigger Pierce, which of course is where you may change one of the defending characters' crits, wilds, or defenses to a blank. Not a bad builder. Not a bad start. Interesting distinctions while we're here, because now this is a fun exercise to look at that X-Men Wolverine, and now we got this yeah. loner Wolverine. The X-Men Wolverine has a range two strike that gives bleed and pierce, but it's also five dice as well. So I like that they kind of changed it slightly. He's not giving you bleed, but he is getting a longer range attack at range three, and he gets a place out of it. So it's a much more mobile. Meanwhile, the classic Wolverine is more of just a better damage overall. So with the bleed factored in, but much more mobile with much more range. I am very happy. Once again, too, he's already looking better for X-Men than the X-Men Wolverine because of the mobility. Because X-Men's all about mobility, pay to flips, winning the game, potentially without rolling attack dice. And then the fact that he can do good attack dice on top of some mobility is looking very good. I'm very excited about that. But not a lot more to say about his strike. Just the fact that it's range three, I'm just so happy. But moving on to his spender attack, it's a physical attack called Tornado Claw straight out of Marvel versus Capcom. It's a beam three, strength of seven, power cost of four attack. So it's a very expensive spender, but it is a beam three, Chris, for seven strength. That's a big deal right out the gate before we get to all this text, right? <laughs> the possibilities just... Oh, I know you're going immediately to X-Men Blue in your mind. I see it. I think an X-Men Blue immediately. After all attacks generated by this attack have been resolved, so after all the beam attacks are done, essentially, after every character has been dealt with in the beam, place Wolverine within one of the last character targeted by this attack. Additionally, if he gets a wild, he'll trigger Pierce, changing one of the defender's positive defense results to a blank. Also, if he gets a wild, he'll trigger Bleed. After the second resolve, the target character gains the Bleed special condition. So... More chances to pierce, more chances to bleed because this is a beam attack. You're only going to do this when you get two or more people, of course, in line. But what I love about this attack, Chris, is that you can place strategically. You know, you can target multiple people and you can either beam the person that's closest to Logan in the front last to kind of stay where you're at. Or you could beam the f- person furthest back of the beam to place and just get way behind the you know the flank of your enemy. Very cool. Or you could even do something along the mid and place off of a character in the middle of the beam and kind of get somewhere on the midline. It's just very versatile. And we're seeing that with his attacks. Uh, mobility is the name of his game. It's very cool. I really like the idea of... You know, and this is kind of how Wolverine is depicted in a lot of my favorite depictions of his kind of fighting style is just ping ponging all over the place. You know, he's just this this little thing that just just the little ball of muscle just (laughs) clawing everybody, man. And uh, this is awesome. I just I love the kit so far. I love the idea of moving the range out to three and giving him a place on the attacks to make up for the lack of mobility the original Wolverine had. Yeah. Really cool. Very happy to see it. Yeah, it's cool that the original Wolverine is less mobile, but tankier. And this one's more mobile with a little bit less tank. And I I just find that a very cool dichotomy. But also, Chris, how cool is this Tornado Claw that he's just, you know, a beam attack is, you know, We've learned through the lore of MCP now that initially beam attacks were these sort of laser attacks that you know, like the Unibeam, you know, that are, but now we've learned over time that AMG has used this as a mechanic to show multiple attacks happening in a straight line in some way. So yeah. with these melee characters, beams are super cool because you're having this thematic moment 
of Logan just slashing through multiple people and then either coming back to the front and doing it again, or he's placing at the back of them and turning around. He's ready to go again, you know, um, with a second beam or a second, you know, another X slash or something. So yeah, I think you're completely right. He is this ball of just aggression and the theme is right on this. And also this is, you know, my personal favorite version of Logan, this Logan and his Logan clothes. And this is very evocative of the movies too, Chris. Like I can just, I can literally see Hugh Jack in my mind launching himself, you know, from one target and then launching himself to another one, right? Kind of in a straight line, you know, with the claws out, you know it. Yeah. He's, he's definitely in his Logan costume. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This one's definitely in that. So let's move on to his superpowers because he has many, so many, so many. And the first one is very cool. And it's his only active superpower. What I do isn't very nice, pretty fun because of course the classic Wolverine is the best at what I do. So we've got a different take on the same type of superpower and it's kind of similar. Cost three power. It does take an action to perform. So keep in mind when you do this, you are spending one of your two actions for the turn. Logan, the Wolverine immediately makes an X slash attack action. So make an attack immediately. After the attack is resolved, if the target character is size three or less, Logan may throw the target character short notice it doesn't say away just short any direction also keep in mind when you throw a model short you ignore yourself too for that throw so you could throw through through logan like behind him right this superpower being used only once per turn chris i love this paying three for a size three throw but even better paying three for a size three throw with a free strike at the front of it throws are in right now but yeah we have a (laughs) size three character throw which is already kind of tough to come by yeah man uh with a five dice with a pierce uh, attack attached for the same cost as i'm the best at what i do costs yep this is awesome this is better this is control that he needed it's interesting because it's like they both have their strengths and obviously the best of what i do is just a move and attack is just great on logan like and he gets to count Wilds' double, so he hits like a truck. But this Logan, you don't have access to charge. Spoiler alert, we're going to cover that now. But you've got a great throw, and you've got quasi-charges off of these places off your attacks. So he's a bit harder to play in that respect, but three power is just a lot either way. I love that both Logans get a really good effect when they spend three power. I like that it's slightly different, you know? And you're going to want to do this every turn, frankly. Absolutely. You just are. I mean, throws are so good in this game, right? They're incredible. They're so in right now. So popular. I mean, for a reason. That We've been saying it from the beginning. They're awesome. Throw when you can. And look, this little bit of control on such a little, you know, razor hamster bouncing around. <laughs> not not mad at it man this seems really this seems like a really fun kit no absolutely and keeping with your razor hamster analogy here chris and keeping with this idea of he's kind of a difficult to master interesting mobility character this pairs rules wise in in an interesting way with his x slash so the way this reads is this character immediately makes an x x slash attack action after the attack is resolved you get to throw a size three character also his x slash reads after the attack is resolved wolverine gets placed within one of the target characters so yes if you're listening at home you're picking up when i'm laying down here you choose the order of these events so you could place logan and then throw the person short so get a little little storm hop out of that kind of you could also throw the person short and then place logan to where they end up so there's just a lot of things going here because you are the attacker and you choose the order of after attack is resolved. Huh. Okay. 
Yeah, there's a lot because it just says after attack is resolved, on the throw happens, right? And it's after attack is resolved. So the only thing that happens you're, up front okay. guaranteed is the strike, right? The strike happens, and then there's some no, form right. of throwing, throwing and placing, or placing and throwing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's nuts. This could be, yeah. The, I hadn't even seen that. That's why. That's why you are who you are, Jesse. He's Great a scary catch. Character. That's a scary, scary thing. It's very scary. And then, like, let's say you're playing Midnight Suns, or you're playing X Men Gold. Maybe after all these weird places and throws happen. Now you bump in the night. Now you storm hop, right? There's just things that he's he's doing stuff that you weren't expecting, you know? So another reason why this is probably going to be the thing you try to do every time with him, but it's also going to eat some of your clock, those tournaments, as it should. Yes. It's going to yes, be hard to master this. It's going to be always good just to throw someone short, but the orders you trigger this and when you do the strike, when you do the tornado claw, something to think about. But yeah, that's his only active superpower. And uh, Chris, we got to read these innate superpowers starting now. There's several. There are several, the first one being Adamantium Skeleton. When determining whether the Wolverine can be thrown or pushed by an effect or special rule, or when the Wolverine is colliding with another character or terrain feature, the Wolverine counts as size three. Nothing yep. new here. We know this. We do know it. But it does make throws uh, with him just extra juicy, I will say. It does, but it makes him harder, right? Because being it pushed or thrown. Yep. It's and true. also, cool interaction with the rules here too, Chris. Uh-oh. He's pretty much always getting cover, but then he's a size three for pushes and stuff. So there's just, you know what I mean? Like Lizard, Lizard can hide less because he's size three, right? Logan, he's only size two. He's, you know, he's he's a small person, Good like point. you said. Good and um, it, it's just cool. Cool little mini rule interactions. The next innate superpower is get out of my head. The first time the Wolverine is damaged by an enemy mystic attack each turn after the attack is resolved other allied characters within range three of the wolverine suffer one damage characters that suffer one damage this way gain one power excellent lord drawback here to all the amazing things tacked onto this kit his weakness to mystic is just taking ratcheted up a notch here jesse it is. This is really, he is not a team player, one could say. Right. And that is the biggest difference between the Sogan and the and the classic Wolverine, who, of course, is more of a team player. And I love this clause at the end, Chris. Once again, some cool rule stuff here, because normally there was a card or something that made your own character damage another. You wouldn't get the power potentially, you know, because it's not an enemy effect, it's an allied effect, but this guarantees you get the power. So your opponent's got to think about that too. I mean, power is always good. Absolutely. I'm sure someone's going to try. I mean, I might try it, but I mean, like Logan and a web warrior team, if your opponent really wants to damage your other web warriors and give them power, they might've just turned on some web swings and stuff. So it's just something to think about for both players. Obviously it's more in favor of the person hitting Logan with the mystic attacks, but there is a drawback for your the person doing it as well, because the allies are gaining power. So something to think about. The next innate superpower is on the hunt. When the Wolverine makes an attack, if there are no allied characters within range three of the Wolverine, the Wolverine may re-roll up to two of its attack dice. So once again, we see allies not wanting to be within range three of this character because yep. re-rolling two attack dice is extra juicy. It's a big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, love it. We know how good it is on Zemo, it. just the one re-roll, right? So right. yeah, you do want it. It is, I like that it's two attack dice with hoops to jump through, you know? So right. 
Zemo's better all the time. Logan's better when he's doing his own thing, holding a flank. It's very cool. And, you know, I mean, very thematic of this loner version of Logan we have here. And I like that he's rewarded for fighting multiple enemies solo, which is kind of what I think of when I think of Wolverine and Logan in general, as I think of him taking on more than he can chew. You and I have talked about on the podcast a lot. It's his greatest superpower is kind of that grit and that determination. And he's fighting more threat than he is, you know, all at once. And uh, he's rewarded for that with his dice. And you're going to want to reroll this X slash, Chris, because it's a strike. Well, listen, Jesse, the doctors forgot something when they put in Logan's adamantium skeleton. They accidentally left that dog inside him, Jesse. <laughs> and he's is. got that dog. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Uh, but I just I love this idea. Uh, the character design here. He is designed to be a solo flank character. You know, he's got an eight healing two, just like classic Wolverine. He's immune to stun. Yeah, healing factor two. You don't want allies within range three of him for the majority of the game. It's a little bit like um, the great Dwight Yoakam always said. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it wrong, y'all. So don't get too upset with me. But it's something around or along the lines of. Just turn it on, turn it up, and turn me loose. And that's all you got to do with this Wolverine. Just turn him on, turn it up, let him loose out on that flank. He's gonna it's, do it's some. Good. He's gonna do some damage. Absolutely, and he's hopefully gonna hold it until you win the game, you know. Or he's gonna die trying and bog your opponent down, which he's really good at. Great quote for this Wolverine, Chris. He's really just getting where he needs to be, doing the damage he needs to deal. I love that his X slash. His tornado claw and his what I do isn't very nice. All have a way of him placing, getting outside of that range three of your allies to turn his rerolls on. So think about that too. Sometimes you're just gonna, so you're gonna X slash initially. It's gonna be a regular strike because your allies are within three, barely, let's say. And you're gonna place, and now you're gonna have an X slash or a tornado claw online with the reroll, right? Because you are outside of that three because you did place, did the Wolverine jump, which is very cool. I will mention while we're here, you know, on his backside, nothing changes. He actually doesn't get immunity to stagger like the classic Wolverine does, which is very interesting. But keep in mind, the classic Wolverine also gets wild rage, which is nuts, where he gets tons more dice on his backside, but then he loses the ability to do objective stuff. So I like that this Wolverine innately is just a little bit wilder as a median, you know? <laughs> and then the classic Wolverine is more of a tank at a median, but then when the classic Wolverine gets flipped, he becomes just super aggro Wolverine and he literally doesn't care about objectives anymore. So his tankiness matters less. Yeah. And then this Wolverine kind of just remains the same. He just remains this sort of aggressive midline, like Wolverine that's half mobility, half aggression and less of the tank, you know, because at the end of the day, we mentioned up top, he's, he's a respectable amount of health. He's 12 health for a four threat with healing factor two with good defenses, but he's nowhere near as tanky as that classic Wolverine. So, you know, every little bit of health matters. And the fact that the classic yes. Wolverine has seven on his front and five on the back, it's the same number of total, but there's more healthy on the front. We've talked about in this game, how much that makes a difference. Healing factor makes all that math weird too, because Chris healing factor two is crazy. Logan <laughs> absolutely and have nuts, it, dude. and they're the only ones that have it. <laughs> and just, just think at home listener, like how effective it is when just Sabretooth or like lizard just heals that one a couple times throughout a game. Like how effective that is, you know, 
And these Logan and Laura's where it's like, if they get to go early and heal off damage, you're like, do I really want to do that all over again? You know, do I want to do the damage to them all over again? They're tough. You have to spike against them. Yeah. You just have to spike. Just how to get rid of them. Right. So he's an amazing character. I'm super excited about him. He's going to be probably in all my teams for a while, just because I love the character so much. I love this sculpt and I love this costume of Logan. It's my personal favorite costume of Logan. It's what I think about when I think about the character, but also just, I think he's probably good in most teams in the game, Chris, as a side flanker, if the objectives line up in the way you want them to, you know? Absolutely. I think you nailed it. Nothing wrong with that, right? Like there's nothing wrong with a character that can do that. I will be testing him in X-Men the day he comes in the mail, assembling him, I'll be playing him in X-Men right out the gate. You know, We'll see where he's affiliated. We don't know yet, but we will see. But Chris, we've got to move on because we got to talk about Sabretooth, the Apex Predator, and then all these Weapon X goodies. So we're going to talk about Sabretooth, the Apex Predator, which once again, we're in civilian clothes, Sabretooth here. This is pre-Brotherhood, at least pre-Brotherhood in the way of fully established Brotherhood suit, Sabretooth, similar to our Logan. His name is Sabretooth the Apex Predator. His alter ego is Victor Creed. His defenses are four physical, three energy, four mystic. On his healthy side, he has a stamina of seven. On his injured side, he has a stamina of six, putting him at a whopping 13. He's, of course, a four, another fourth threat character. He is size three, so he's going to get less cover than Logan is something we talked about earlier and he has a medium base with a medium move so he is lacking the long move of the brotherhood Sabretooth. thoughts right out the gate chris with these stats that's a lot of defense dice 11 total defense dice wow <laughs> seven health on the front side with yeah. with two fours in the defense line that's whew, that's nice that's nice and i love that He's the inverse of Logan. He is, he can handle these mystic attacks on his brain. You know, Logan can't as well as much interesting, you know, and I like that he's not as good as energy as Logan. Logan's skeleton can probably withstand a little more is probably the theme they went with this, but very cool start to this character, right? And noticeable, the long move down to a medium is a big change. So something we can look at between these two characters. And I love that AMG is making pretty stark differences and pretty similar things as well between these first iterations of the characters. And now these new iterations of the characters and their kind of classic, more civilian forms, but it's, it's cool. It's very nice. All right. It's time to move on to those attacks. The That's first right. attack is a physical attack. It is claw slash range two, strength five cost of zero. After this attack is resolved, Sabretooth gains power equal to the damage dealt dealt on a wild. You will trigger pierce as well as bleed. You exact love it. same as love to see it. We love to see it. Yeah, exact same as classic Sabretooth. Nothing's changed with this, Chris. Uh, very simple. Pierce and bleed on five dice range two. We love it. You and I can't get enough of Laura Kinney in this game, and this is her strike. Very good. But we're going to move on to his spender, Chris, because, of course, he has one more attack. It's his spender. It's a physical attack. Bloodthirsty Onslaught. It's a range three. It's a little bit more range. Strength of six. Only a power cost of two for a spender. Very interesting. After this attack is placed, place Sabretooth within one of the target character. And what do you know, Chris? A wild is going to trigger pierce and bleed. So his spender is less about high damage or some crazy wild trigger, right? It's just about mobility. Range three with a place. Exactly. That's all it is. And it's just like Laura, right? Laura's a six dice range three with a medium move, right? So this is just like a, do you want to pay two 
for a less versatile charge. You know, that's kind of what Laura's is too, right? The answer is yes, I will. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Absolutely. But it, it's a good thing that this bloodthirsty onslaught does not cost much because you know. there is plenty <laughs> of things to spend any excess power with this character. And the first is an active superpower. It is catch runt. It's going to cost you three. Choose an enemy character within range two and of size three or less and throw it medium. My goodness. Oh my. This superpower can be used once per turn. Size three Gross. for the cost of three. That's medium, Chris. We just did this the other day with lizard and blob comparing them. Blobs terrain at medium how good that is lizards is a character of size three that's short and how good that is this is all this is awesome this is better than lizard and blobs because it's throwing character medium and medium is a long way especially on these short moving characters you're ba- you basically just took them out of a round you know for 100 percent. but also just how strong it is to throw an enemy character medium into another character you have more options to throw them into other characters with a medium stick right if you can get them onto the back line have force them to double move their next activation to get back where they need to be and have them uh, you know hit an allied character that's just that's just bonus money that's great it is we got to move on chris because he has another incredible superpower it's an active superpower called the Primal Pounce. Cost three power. Sabretooth is thrown medium. He does not suffer damage if he collides with a character or train feature. The superpower can be only used once per turn. Yes, Chris, this is Black Panther's Pounce, but it's a medium instead of a short. We got there. This is why he doesn't have a long move. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't with this. Because wow. essentially this is a third movement. Really? Yeah, this is a third medium movement. On his worst day, right? On his best day, it's a third medium movement that collides into somebody. Deals four damage. Yeah. Phases them, and then you're on the point, right? And they're not anymore. We cannot stress enough, as Chris just said, how good a size three dodge save is because that's four auto hits coming up an opponent it is rare for a spender to do four or five hits right that are coming at someone and then the fact that you get four guaranteed hits you know exactly how many you're throwing to them and then they have to save the chances just go down that they're gonna make it through it as much you know obviously we know how good it is on black panther you could like move with the black panther you can pounce with Black Panther and then you can strike with Black Panther, right? Sabretooth can do the same type of play pattern. He can move somewhere, strike somebody, and then slam into them with his body, right? And kind of finish the kill or get a little bit more movement if he needs to. Crazy. Good stuff. It's very good. Jesse, we've got one more to talk about outside of his innate. This last active superpower is stop squealing and die. It is going to cost you four power. The next claw slash or bloodthirsty onslaught attack made by Sabretooth, the apex predator, adds three dice to the attack roll. It's a lot. That's a That's lot a of lot. extra dice. It's a lot of extra power too. On that claw slash, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You're just increasing your chance of, of getting... Gaining, gaining power back, yeah. Yeah, more power, more damage, more more chance to get the pierce to guarantee you get more damage to get more power it's going to kind of help pay for itself because four is very expensive i love that they made this four because this is just incredibly good just add three dice to any attack yes but yeah chris i think this is just one of those things that four power is a lot right so this is one of those terrifying things where it seems like Sabretooth is a green goblin of sorts because when he flips 
oh man, is he going to do a ton of stuff that's going to be really scary damage wise to you? And you don't want him to flip. And speaking of flipping, his last power is his innate superpower of healing factor one. So he's got a little bit more health than Logan innately, but he has less healing factor, keeping in theme with the two characters and their healing factor. But like we said, Chris, healing factor makes the game really hard for your opponent because it's a certain amount of health that you have in a game that your opponent doesn't know when the game starts extra and how you play the character. Healing factor is a big deal. I also think healing factor is a really big deal on a character like Sabretooth who can just have like a round three where he just move, move, pounces somewhere and gets to a side point. Healing factors scores you that point and then round four he comes back into the fight right it's a safety net you know that he's got some of these extra movement with the with the pounce in particular his version of pounce which is medium right which is nuts i don't know i i think i just love healing factor in this game i think it's so cool oh, me too. and i don't envy the devs for trying to balance it because it is very hard to balance <laughs> i believe that 100 percent. but oh my gosh this character has me salivating i'm sure he does chris yeah this yeah just the amount of mobility and, and and control with so many offensive dice is just it's got my heart a flutter yeah and i like that he's different enough from brother Sabretooth, which has yeah. the aggressive has the long move um he has the attack outside of his activation if you attack him right once again the differences are very cool notable and you know i don't know chris i just want this is what i think of when i think of Sabretooth is is this suit the sculpt. It's just my personal favorite too. So it helps me enjoy it more too. The trench coat, the tactical pants, you know, the belt buckle, all of it. But this is an incredible character. And what do you know, Chris, we have now in the game, we have a character that is a mix of like Black Panther and Killmonger. And that's pretty cool, you know? And it's that midpoint between the two of those characters. And we know how good those characters are in the game. And we know how fun their play patterns are. And now we have Sabretooth, who's kind of in the middle of those two. And he's a little bit of both play patterns of both characters. And that is pretty neat. I am so excited to see where these these two characters are affiliated. Yeah. You just, I don't know. I mean, they might only have one affiliation, honestly. Yeah, they might be Weapon X only. Yep. And- Chris, that leads us to Weapon X. You set it up perfectly here, and there's a lot going on with this team. Oh, it's so exciting. It's very exciting. And we're going to start with their leadership card. And what we're led to believe from these spoilers from Atomic Mass, this is sort of a Corvus leadership, convocation leadership sort of thing. You're bringing this card in your tax cards, and you're attaching it to someone. So this card is, are you sure you want to remember? It's Weapon X Reactive. After deployment, so immediately after deployment, before the first power phase of the game, keep in mind, this this is going to happen, Laura Kinney or James Logan Hallett may play this card. Very cool that this is either Wolverine, by the way, because it's just James Logan Hallett. Alter ego. Good point. Place three memory tokens on this card. When an allied Weapon X character is targeted by an attack, it may remove one memory token from this card. If it does, it adds two dice to its defense roll. Then... After the attack fully resolved, if no damage was suffered as a result of the attack, think of like martial prowess on Gamora or Proxima Midnight, kind of, the allied character may now advance short towards the attacking character. So this gives you a buff on your defenses, and then if you take no damage, you get a free aggressive. Additionally, the character that played this card, so the character you nominated at the top of the round to play this card, whether it was Logan or Laura, gains the following leadership ability. It was you. Affiliation Weapon X. When an allied character is dazed or KO'd by an enemy effect, add a memory token to this card. This card may have a maximum of three memory tokens 
That's it. So very cool, Chris. This is like a new different version of Hella's Soul Tokens, Punisher's The Fallen Punishment Tokens. But for a whole team yeah. this time. Yeah. Yeah, you're managing a resource, right? Exactly. I love this so much. Being able to add two defense dice at will. And then potentially get a free aggressive. Oh my gosh, I know. Just icing on the cake, right? You will gain memory tokens if the game goes into the later rounds. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be worried about trying to save them early. I would use them when you feel is right. Especially if you're led to use all three early in a game, I imagine you're going up against a pretty attrition-y style team. That's true. Good point. Yeah. And it's always better probably to use them than to not use them at all, right? Oh, Um, yeah. Be a little bit more liberal with your use of them, especially when you first start playing the team. I'm sure over time, many reps of this team, we're going to learn more about these memory tokens and the best order to do them. But also, Chris, this is like interesting because this can make tanky characters tankier this can make wider teams more liberal with their like aggression you know and like just throw bullseye in somewhere and let him get dazed because you're just going to get memory token back for your laura kenny who's on another side point i don't know there's a lot of interesting play options that can come out of this and i find it very cool we're very unsure at this moment because we don't have the box in our hand is this card one of your five is this like a convocation situation where it's your sixth card right of your five essentially sure. time will tell and that will certainly make it better or worse slightly so that's important but it sounds like this card kind of sits on the table you know and then collects tokens so the way i'm reading that is maybe you keep your five tactics cards which is awesome because there's a lot of cool stuff going with this team so far we've seen. Yeah, they've got four, and you probably want all of them, huh? Yeah, you might if you're playing. Yeah, I mean, we'll see who's affiliated. And I'll just read the next one real quick, because it's it's kind of a Let's headache. Let's go. Let's go. But it's exciting. It's a lot. In a weird way, this is almost like a second leadership for the Weapon X. It's not, but I'm kind of calling it that. It feels like it. Yeah, so the dossier card is Weapon X Reactive. During the first power phase, an allied Logan, the Wolverine, so the new Logan we just talked about, Sabretooth, the Apex Predator, or X-23 may play this card. So you have to have one of them in your squad to play this card, of course, respectively. Your opponent now chooses one of their characters. So this is a choice your opponent makes. It is now holding the dossier asset objective token. If an allied weapon X character is holding this token, so presumably if you get it off your opponent and now one of your weapon X members are holding it, its movement speed becomes long and now adds two dice to all of its attack rolls. Additionally, any character may use the following interact ability, interact dossier, pick up the token. Okay, so we know you can just pick it up and you can get that ability. This is where it gets a little bit confusing, Chris. Additionally, the character that played this card gains the following superpower shown below. So going through these steps as clearly as we can, because this is kind of a mouthful and kind of hard to wrap your head around. First power phase, I have, let's say, Logan and X-23 on my Weapon X team. I decide to declare logan as the person who's playing this card i choose logan now you as my opponent chris you choose a person to hold the dossier i'm assuming like weapon x briefcase token or something on your character i will choose colossus seems like a good pick very good pick if i get colossus to drop that token in any way and i pick it up with a weapon x member it buffs my weapon x member by giving them a long move and two more dice to their attack rolls very cool but on top of that i chose logan to declare this card at the top of the 
Brown. So Logan now for the rest of the game gets an innate ability. Give me that. When attacking the character holding the dossier token, Logan, in my case, or the character that you chose for this, may modify or reroll skull results and may reroll any number of attack dice on its attacks. At the start of this character's activation, if there is an enemy character holding the dossier within range two of your declared person, you played for this card, this character's first action must be an attack action targeting the character holding the dossier, if able. That's a lot, Chris, but essentially now you've added a arch nemesis mechanic for your character, like the faded Green Goblin Amazing Spider-Man, or of course the Eddie Brock Cletus Cassidy arch nemesis thing that's built into the game too. Kind of got another one of those, but there's a lot going on here. There's a lot, and there is a lot going on here. It's a mini game. It's good. It is an absolute mini game. If you can get a hold of that dossier, as as you so eloquently <laughs> put to me uh, when we were discussing it a little bit ago, X twenty three with a long movement is disgusting. Rerolling any number for dice against the person holding oh. the dossier too. Well, I'm not even thinking of of naming her. Just if she can yeah. get a hold of that dossier, sure. whether she's the one named or not, which is kind of what I want to say. Any okay, I like allied this. Yeah. weapon X weapon character, X character. Yeah. can pick this dossier and gain the extra two dice and long movement. It does not have to be the character you named at the beginning uh, during the first Correct. power phase when you played this card. That that was my understanding of it for a little while. Right. Now that it has cleared up to me and the scales have fallen off of my eyes, this is sick. <laughs> it is sick, man. And it's, man, it's, you know, my first thought when I saw this as a pre-MCP, I was a Star Wars player and, you know, the bounty mechanic in, in several Star Wars games was a big thing. This is kind of like a bounty mechanic in a game. You're marking your opponents choosing who they want marked as a bounty, which is kind of the back and forth, but they're marked. You get to reroll any number of attack dice and modify skulls. And then if your team gets this, it's a huge boom to your team, right? To get these, to get the long move and more attack dice. Oh yeah. Let's think of Logan too, Chris, like two more attack dice on all of his hacks and then he rerolls two attack dice. He's just, at that point, he's a nightmare to deal with. Right. And I love too, that there is, it's very clear that Let's say you did pick it up with Laura and she's having a fun, she's having a grand old time with a long move and two attack dice, but then your yeah. opponent dazes her. The dossier comes out, your opponent can pick it back up. And now someone else has the dossier that didn't have it before. And Logan, let's say he's your leader, he's now going after that person, you know? So the minigame oh, yeah. started all over again. I find it very cool. And I mean, Chris, you and I both love lore and, and story on this podcast. And how cool is it that we've got two sort of cards that are like leaderships for this affiliation in a way? One is the actual leadership and one's a minigame leadership thing. And they're both super innately tied into this lore of the Weapon X program, remembering things. The memory tokens, like think about the theme of like dazing more of like X-23 and Logan's buddies, and then they get more defensive and they kind of double down on their grit. You know, there's a lot going on here. Pick up the dossier, you get better. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very excited about this theme wise. Well, I think you bring up a great point, not only theme wise, but there's going to be a lot to keep track of while playing okay. this team. This yes. is not a beginner friendly team. I do not believe. No, I don't think this, so. This will not be. Please do not let your friends play this team as their first experience in MCP. It's just, 
they're going to be a lot and probably don't even use them against someone if it's their first game. I mean, honestly, but <laughs> let's get back to why they're awesome. Let's talk yep. about their next team tactics card call of the pack. It is a weapon X reactive card. When an allied weapon X character removes damage from itself, it may spend two power to play this card. The character that played this card advances short. Then all allied characters within range three of it may advance short towards the character that played this card. So basically any of any of your healing factor characters are going That's to right. be able to play this at the end of any of their activations. 100%. Others will be able to with certain certain objectives and other cards and things, but your healing factor characters will have this innately, and you will need to plan it out properly because everyone that will be moving after the the character that plays Call of the Pack will need to be within three after the initial short Correct. advance from the uh, Call of the Pack playing character. Otherwise, this is more movement on a team that has a bunch of claws. Scary, right? Especially Not if you're bad. getting some free short advances towards enemy characters with the leadership. The, are you sure you want to remember with the surviving defense, surviving attacks with your defenses and then getting a free advance? A lot of cool things going on here, Chris. This is a super cool, different version of cards we've seen in the game that are very good, like Avengers Assemble, like to me my x-men this one's it's got more of an upside power wise because you only spend two power for it and if you execute it perfectly you potentially are getting more characters to move than avengers symbol or to me my x-men right which would cost more power for those said cards so i find it very cool also keep in mind of course that can this can happen with every weapon x character and their heal it could also happen with things as simple as triggering the extremist consoles on an objective exactly. right? healing an ally could happen something as simple as wong healing one of your allied characters or something so it's possibilities are endless probably because this is one of those cards that as more crises and characters get in the game that potentially could have a healing this could get better too could get easier to pull off I find it very cool, Chris. But we got to close out with two named character cards. They're going to kind of round out this affiliation because they're cards for the characters we're talking about today. I'm going to read the first. It's got to get some air. Unaffiliated and reactive. Love to see it. That means that you can play this in any team that Logan's in because this is a Logan card. When in any character ends in advance or is placed within two of an allied Logan the Wolverine. After the effect is resolved, Logan the Wolverine might, may then play this card. Logan the Wolverine advances his speed away from the character that triggered this effect. He may not contest objective tokens this round. This is like super cool, Chris. And of course, the art is him on his Harley, uh, probably the one that he stole from Scott, which makes it better. And <laughs> it's just leaving the mansion, you know, going to get his alone time. And this gets really tricky. Hey, we talked about it last episode, Chris. I said it. Number one premium thing in MCP is positioning and movement. Number one yeah. over everything, over attacks, over superpowers, right? And this is one of those instances. We're going to see how this goes as the game goes on, right? Because it's like getting a move with Logan outside of his activation, also getting him in that lone wolf sort of range where he's going to obviously trigger on the hunt now because he's got his 
two dice rerolls online, right? Because he's getting some air away from the rest of the team. I don't know, man. The theme is right, but there's some cool plays here that just are going to show up with time, I think, with this card in particular. Oh, just think how how deep you can get that character, get Logan the Wolverine into enemy territory. Adv- yeah. You know, double advance him medium and then just run one of your characters within two behind him. He's going to be able to play this card and go medium exactly away from that friendly character that you used to trigger him. Come on, man. He's going to be almost on, you know, on their side for objectives and everything. Of course, he can't contest that first round, but he's going to be so far deep that he will be a problem they have yeah. to deal with. Oh, absolutely. And like, this is one of those things too, that like, you could be like, okay, I know the game's going to go one more round and then something weird happens and your opponent triggers, get some air outside of a Logan activation. And all of a sudden he's on your back gamma and the game's over because he scored it or something, you know? So it's just one of those things. Positioning is everything out of activation positioning too. Very cool. Like Chris said, like getting one more movement out of him or even getting him to safety. You know, this, this could be a get out of jail free card sort of thing. So very interesting, but the theme is right. Cause it's just Logan doing his loner thing. And I like that too. It's pretty cool. All right, Jesse, we've got one more. You see why I saved this one for you, Chris? Yeah. Thank you. It's happy birthday runt, which is a direct, uh, you know, just a 100% play on what makes Sabretooth the best villain. And that's the fact that he tracks down Wolverine every year Obsessed. on Wolverine's birthday to beat the living heck out of him. It's awesome. Mm. So here's the card. It is an unaffiliated active card. Victor Creed may spend three power to play this card. So once again, alter ego, Victor Creed, both Sabretooths have access to this card. Choose an enemy character within range three and line of sight and with an activated token. Victor Creed immediately makes the attack shown above targeting the chosen character. Before you read the attack, Chris, I want you to know this did not say action. Okay. You're just doing an attack for you've taken any actions potentially at the start of your turn. Because you could follow this up with two more attacks if you wanted to. I'm just saying. Mm, How cool. So here's the attack, everybody. It is ambush. It is a physical attack with a range of three, a strength of six, power cost, of course, of zero because you're paying for it with this card. The defending character does not benefit from cover. Enemy characters cannot use reactive superpowers or reactive team tactics cards during this attack. If the attack target is James Logan Hallett, After the attack is resolved, the target character drops all objectives tokens it is holding. Once again, either Wolverine, the theme is right. This is good, Chris. This is good. And if you're Wolverine, this is worse for you. (laughs) I really like this against a lot of these defensive tech teams that are kind of going around. You know, Crimson Dynamo is is very popular right now. Yep. Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, cable is a, a popular splash. You know, this is just directly mitigating a lot of teams what they're built around, and you know, adding defense dice or using reactive superpowers to just give their character a little bit better chance at success in, in living through these attacks. This takes that away, and I really like that. Yeah, you're kind of nailing the best part of this card, Chris. You glad you brought it up? Is it's just a way to get around good players' defensive puzzles and knots they have set up for you and that's what the higher level you get in this game with play 
higher level opponents you face, they are going to set up these type of scenarios where they got a couple bodyguards or heroes for hire online or things like that. And like you said, at worst, this card just gets around that, you know, and lets you get to that one target with that extract or something. On top of that, if it's Logan in some capacity, whether it's the classic Logan or the new Logan, he's just auto-dropping everything. So this is like a Black Cat or Voodoo type ability because it just says after the attack is resolved. So even if you whiff this attack and roll so bad on six dice, seems unlikely, but does happen, that's okay. Wolverine just drops everything. Jesse, how likely is this to make your 10? Ooh, I think a big part of it depends on how much I'm planning on playing Sabretooth. You know, if Sabretooth is like a more of a flex for threat, but he's not my core, one of my core models, I might not bring this. But if I'm playing Sabretooth a lot, that's when the discussion comes up. This definitely probably makes your 10. And then this starts getting consideration for your five, right? Especially on these, let's be frank, single extract objectives. This is kind of an insurance for that, you know? So it, it can help you get to that target, get to that black cat behind these sort of bodyguard walls or, you know, weirdly, this will probably be good for a while because we're going to be seeing a lot of Logan in the meta, I assume, because he's a good character. You would think so, safe. right? He looks good. Yeah, he's fan favorite with a great sculpt. So this might even be really strong these first six months or so after Sabretooth's out, you know? So time will tell. I, I find it very interesting and I think it's a good character card because on its worst day, Chris, it's just a free attack that's not taking action. Like I said, that's that's crazy in itself. Right. It, for three power. I say free. It costs three, but I mean, right. free in the sense of no action. I Just the idea that he's going to be able to throw three attacks in a turn with his nuts attacks, you know, and just favorable dice. I think that's really cool. And I, I just love, I, I really like this card. I love is an overstatement there, but I think it's good. Yeah, I, I agree. It's fun. No, it's it's fun. It's just a cool way to like get where you need to be. And I think you said it well. I mean, Cage and Red Guardian and Crimson Dynamo are a lot of places. Steve is st- still one of the best characters in the game. You and I are both enthusiastic Colossus supporters. 100%. Colossus is on the rise right now. He just is. There's a lot going on. So this could help you get to that target. So at worst, it's just a way to help you get to that target around all these reactive triggers. And I find the theme very cool because he is sneaking up and ambushing the target. So of course, it's got sort of some of the effects of Mystique's sort of innate shape-shifting built into it. What a great ability. Also, Chris, this Sabretooth in Mystique's Brotherhood, when she's already triggering Shapeshifter, getting around bodyguard issues, and then he has this on top of that. Mystique's already really annoying with the rapid fire and getting around defensive tech, you know? So now you've got another tool on a different character's activation to kind of be a Shapeshifter for one attack on their turn. Pretty cool. Yeah, especially if it's a high impact turn. You know, yeah, it's a character with that single extract or something. Exactly. They got the senator, right? You're just, I want them. I want to get past Cage, get to that character with the senator, take it, you know? Exactly. I think it's good. I think it's good for that. I agree. So at worst, it's that. At best, you know, it's. Yeah, it's going to take out Logan at best. <laughs> at best, it's going to take out Logan and it's going to be a sad boy. Jesse, what are your kind of overall impressions of what we know about the Weapon X? affiliation so far very cool very exciting um an interesting mobile damage dealing team i i like that they've kind of ended up that way it's so interesting that you could just add two new characters 
a new leadership, a kind of mini game that gives you additional abilities, and a good affiliated card called the pack. And you've got a completely different team of these characters we've played before. And I say this because we've had theories who will be on the Weapon X roster. We don't know yet. But just innately, if we went off of just maybe healing factor in the lore alone, let's say Deadpool was in this team. Deadpool acts very differently in this team than he does in in X-Force. And there's pros and cons on both sides of that. So already right out the gate, that type of thing is so interesting to me. But I think... The defensive tech of the memory tokens is pretty cool on characters that deal this much damage on top of healing factor. And I'm not saying they're going to be one of the tankiest teams in the game, but that was a curveball was not ready for AMG to drop on us, Chris, with these spoilers they gave us, you know, which is so nice, which is, you know, a team with extra defensive dice potential to trigger aggressive gets them more movement on top of already characters that have some pretty cool mobility so yeah they're i think they're all about mobility really at the end of the day and that's pretty cool and it's not mobility in a web warriors displacement fly around the map kind of way they're in mobility about kind of these little scraps they get in you know lots of mobility on these one-on-one fights and stuff kind of a lot of hit and runs kind of yeah, getting some well attacks said. off here and then maybe reversing field and just keeping the opponent guessing all the time is is kind of what they feel like to me at the moment yeah, and i do like definitely. how it is another very mobile team that is a completely different flavor from the web warriors uh super cool yeah and also too i mean we speculated on it and now it seems confirmed because it, it's obvious now we know in a minimum Laura Kinney and Logan are in Weapon X and probably Sabretooth. And the dream is real, Chris. I mean, the dual affiliated X-Force Weapon X team, not even dual affiliated, dual affiliated in a weird way, a lot of crossover, right? And now you're in that situation where oh, we're playing a low threat mission where I can't play cable. That's okay. I'll just nominate Laura as my leader for I'm. are you sure you want to remember, right? And now I've got a different roster within within my X-Force bundle. I think that's pretty cool on top of all this. And I think it's going to give X-Force a lot of life too because X-Force is really good at things they're good at. And this, this is going to cover some paces they can't cover. So that innately just kind of balances them out, right? In a different Not way. Not to mention that Throwing Saber to the Apex Predator and the Wolverine into an X Force list Not automatically gives them some character throws, some displacement, yeah, some affiliated displacement. That's huge. that's huge, man. That, that especially yeah. for a team like X Force where they just they don't have affiliated displacement. And forgive me, I misspoke. I we don't know that they're. X-Force affiliated, they probably aren't. They're probably not, no. But close enough, you know, because you're going to be going factoring, roster. you're going to be running them because yeah, I, I I like these guys in X-Force quite a bit just because of what X-Force lacks. Yeah. Yeah, and Laura Kenny is already your go-to X-Force member, so the fact that she can be your leader in Weapon X and you have a th- access to a three-threat leader alongside your five-threat leader and you can kind of look at threat levels and decide what you want to do. I think that's a cool start for both these teams. And I also think Logan with the leadership is kind of nuts too. Like I'm really curious where we land on all this, you know, and what, what's best and what's most fun and who's on the most importantly, who's on the list, you know, are they, I know. you know, it's going to be fun curveball and classic caps going to be there. Right. I don't know. Time will tell. We'll see. But, I'm really excited about this team, Chris, because not that I didn't think Weapon X was going to be, I don't know. I just, I'm really impressed with how AMG approached this and they made them, like you said, a really complex team in a positive way. You know, they really reward you like 
choosing to place at the right times with the characters, choosing to do the aggressives at the right times, choosing to use the memory tokens at the right times. Are you playing the dossier? If you are, did you make the right choice? Did you play the dossier into a team of only big characters? That was maybe a mistake. Or did you play the dossier into like a wide team where you're like, that's fine. I'll get one of them easily get the dossier. You're like, there's a lot of interesting things coming up. I, I love that weapon X has got a lot of interesting things going on that clearly other affiliations don't have. I think, are you sure you want to remember in the dossier are pretty prime examples of the new space AMGs in and their design. That's very creative, competitive and fun all at once. Absolutely. And it's, it's very interesting to see what they start to play around with and how far we're going to take it before they start kind of, you know, finding a new rock to turn over as far as, you know, rule variations and things like that. But yeah, we'll see how this team shakes out competitively. Uh, I have yeah. a feeling they will be extremely fun to play and hopefully they'll, they'll be, you know, I'm sure they'll be able to win you something. Come, I mean, just, just try it. You're going to have a blast either way. Right. So, I mean, that's a good start. And if you're having trouble the first couple of games you play them, I would say don't lose heart because they seem like a very skill intensive rep intensive team. And I think that's part of their design. I think you just got to play them a lot early on and kind of figure it out. And that's, that's cool. That's not a negative. That's a feature. Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Find us online, follow the show on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast and Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Email us at Fury's Finest at gmail.com with any inquiries, ideas, or collaborations and leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. If you have Apple Podcasts and Spotify both, I mean and you use them both, you can leave us a review on both those. That's great. But if you only have one or the other, totally understand because that's the state I'm in and you leave us a review, it really helps us out. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our intro and outro music. And like Jesse said, please rate, review, subscribe. Let uh, other MCP folks know about the show. Everything you guys do is awesome and we appreciate it so much. Thank you. No, absolutely. You guys have helped us build this really awesome community around this project. You know, we started in 2019 and it's really cool to see it continue to grow, continue to thrive. And I don't know, everybody's having a good time. That's really our goal and get more people into this game. Of course, you can find Chris and I online. You can find me, Jesse, on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Aiken. It's J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. And of course, I'm on Discord at Fury's Finest. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. I mean, I'll probably have one of those other ones next week. Don't know which yet. Fair. So, Chris, we are at the end of this like big chunk of news. It was like fun to like finally get all the information on Blob and Pyro from AMG. Finally get all the information on Wolverine and Sabretooth from amg and what's crazy is now we're at this state in the game you know it's quiet for amg in december we know this this is the month they take off what will the future of next year hold time will tell i don't know we know in early next year we're getting the hydra terrain pack and the hydra tanks red skull ultimate encounter which i'm very excited about like this like peak fun mcp for me is these ultimate encounters and especially one of red skull driving a hydra tank but we literally don't know anything else that's coming out yet. AMG has not announced it yet. So it's a fun time to be in the game because we're kind of in, you and I are in trying to balance like playing with the holidays is hard enough, you know? So, I mean, sure. I'll take this respite on news, but you and I were waiting for all this news to get out to the listeners in one cohesive chunk. You can listen at this. You can go back and listen to this later if you're getting ready for Weapon X and things like that. But 
I don't know. I'm really excited, man, about what's going to happen next. You know, this like into this year, into the beginning of next year, into the spring, really like winter into spring. We don't know. Yeah. It's not often that they leave us with, you know, not knowing the upcoming model releases. So it's not often, but December is usually the main offender. So it makes sense. Sure. Yeah. It totally makes sense. And, you know, I get it. It just makes me more excited to, (laughs) to see where we're going. You know? Oh, absolutely. And what a cool way to end the year, too. Like Blob, Pyro, and then Logan and Sabretooth. Oh, I know. And of course, start the year out strong with like a big Hydra train pack because, you know, more official train is good. And then, yeah, where we go from there, who knows? I don't know. And uh, you and I are really excited about it. But we hope you guys have enjoyed these like last two news episodes. Of course, we're getting back to our standard format now of our character episodes and MCU content. So stay tuned for lots of good segments of that because we've got some cool stuff planned pretty excited about that too chris a lot of fun topics coming up on the show we have a lot to talk about <laughs> always it's a good problem to have. definitely not bad thanks for listening true believers excelsior the world has gotten even stranger than you already know at this point i doubt anything would surprise me 10 bucks says you're wrong 